0: today we're starting a two-parter part one we're gonna like take stock at the podcast because it's episode 45 which is basically like episode 100 so we're gonna take the the opportunity to just look at the past see what's working we get some comments to share and then in part two we're gonna look at too old to die young All right, all right, all right. This is episode forty-five of TGE the podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about "Too Old to Die Young." I don't know how to pronounce the director's name, Tyler. What's what's the name of the dude? <laughs> you you got
1: Bradley Cooper wrong last week. I did. It's Nicholas oh Wending Reffin. <laughs> Reffin. I always like you doing the pronunciations because I totally hide behind it. <laughs> Raffin. I believe that's it. Nicholas Wending Raffin? Not Raffin.
0: Something like that. He's Who Danish, knows? so there's no way to know. We don't know any Danes. Wow. We cannot you verify. Don't? I I do know one person. His name is uh, Mikkel Bondesen. He was with me in film school a long time ago. And he's the executive producer on The Killing and some other good stuff. Burn Notice. Very
1: cool, yeah, and which is obviously based on a Danish show. There's yep. so much great filmmaking that comes out of... What do we call it? The Nordic region? Anyhow, if you are, in fact, Danish and listening to this show, please let us know if we got it right. Also, subscribe to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, let a friend know. We appreciate everyone uh, telling everyone about the show. We appreciate the way the listens have been growing and stuff. It's been really fun. It's really great. Oh, also, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And this week's a little different, Sven, right? Because we're recording a little early because you're going out of town. Yeah, I'm going on vacation.
0: I'll be in Hawaii and I don't feel like recording a podcast on the beach or on you, the volcano. Wait, you told me you told me it was technical difficulties. Yeah, the technical difficulty of getting off the beach into the hotel room and <laughs> plugging into some <laughs> internet that's probably going to cost like 30 bucks
1: a day. Well, good. Then I'm going to use it to go out an, out, of, out as an excuse to go out of town too. I didn't want to uh you know, let the podcast down again. <laughs> Like I did with the... Uh, should we tell them what happened with the Roger Nygaard episode? I feel like it's time. Time to come clean. It's up to you, man. We... I I hadn't... We've done 40... This is 44? 45. 43? 45. 45? So we'd done, at that point, we'd done at least 40 podcasts, and Roger Nygaard the editor of Veep and Curb Your Enthusiasm, did an interview with us. It's our first interview. It's a really, really cool And insightful, good to listen to, regardless of whether you're editor, writer, director, actor. There's a lot of cool info in there. But it's the first time we've done it with three people in the same room. (laughs) And so on all the mics, it was just a new setup. And we talk, I talk in my class so much about the importance of testing your workflow, running everything, any alteration, test it. We did not test it. And because of that, Every mic was picking up everyone's audio, which just required a lot of cleaning, and it, you know, the episode took uh, an extra week or so to get out. And Kurta, who does our music for the show, who has a new album out, music.com, available for a dollar on his Bandcamp page, told us that it's a we should have set the noise gate which we know is a filter in uh you know editing softwares as well and something you can do in advance so we will be experimenting with that next time and doing a test getting some proper sound boards behind all of us some egg cartons from sven's chickens whatever we got to do yeah and let us know if you have so any, any tips the
0: listeners like the noise gate where do you set it do you set it while you're recording right there in the zoom recorder or whatever or do you do it afterwards in the edit as a plug-in because if you do it right away that sounds scary to me like it cuts off a mic when it thinks like the volume is not high enough then what happens if you speak quietly and then it just cuts it off that'd
1: be scary (laughs) that was him speaking quietly by the way so if you didn't hear it he was doing a sample I don't know. And the funny thing that's a little embarrassing about this is that neither of us in the month since has has tested it. No. <laughs> We're just like, oh, well, we'll talk about it. And, hope. Like, and I think that's the funny thing with, I don't know, with it feels like anything in film. It's just once you have that deadline, that's when stuff gets done. Exactly. And I guarantee you the moment that we have a, a next guest lined up for the next interview we do, suddenly it'll be all all hands on deck. And but we've had at least a month where neither of us has even attempted to even look for the filter yeah. in the editing softwares, which is hilarious. And we've both been editing a lot. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that's how I, how I learn most stuff. Like, I haven't used Pluralize until I was desperate and I needed a fix right away. And then I'm like, oh, I cannot believe that I haven't used this for the last two years. This would have saved me so much time
1: uh, linking pluralize yeah you were turning jobs down because you didn't want to work in premiere and then finally you took one in premiere and you learned it on the go yeah but you can use it in final With cut the 10. southwest deadline Shoot. lurking yeah and
0: like i just specifically i'm like i do these really elaborate shoots for youtube where I shadow editors and i sync all that stuff up in final cut 10 and it's kind of nice but it's still a manual process like you Put stuff in, and then you say man, manually like sync this shot to everything else you've created so far. And then I popped all that into Plural Eyes one time just for fun, and it did the whole process instantly, like within five minutes instead
1: of an hour. It sunk everything. Oh yeah, up. it's amazing. Yeah. And I know, Sven. I was the one that was trying to get you to use it for those entire that entire year or two. Yeah, that's a seed. that we just editors don't like change, even though they're changing a thousand things
0: a minute in a cut they just don't like change
1: right and that might sound crazy but i refer you to the experience that we just had where one thing changed and we didn't test it and everything was ruined just because of one change and that happens in post all the time like if the software is working i can't tell you how badly we've been screwed by just adobe you know changing one thing or whatever it might be suddenly no longer pro tools can no longer accept your exchange files i mean those little changes like i worked with finishing houses that were embarrassed to admit they were still in final cut 7 <laughs> we i had to go back into a feature and make some changes to it and it was slowly revealed that they didn't have the avid files cuz they had xmls from like final cut 7 and i was like i can work with this like just fyi <laughs> i'm happy to hear that that's kind of cool Oh, cool.
0: Hey, we got a comment from our Whoa. A Star is Born episode. Are you excited? Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I got one too. Oh, you do? Well, I got an email from uh-huh. Gustavo Reineken. Uh, that sounds like a German last name. I don't know how to pronounce that in English. He writes, well, hi. Can you
1: preface real quick that it hasn't been a full week yet. We're recording much earlier than we usually do because you're going out of town. Yeah, sure. We did preface that. So here's, here's the
0: comment. Hi, my name is Reineken. (laughs) I'm from Brazil, but since 2017, I'm here at Vancouver studying film. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I've been working as an actor and editor since 1998. I myself create a podcast to talk about technical aspects of film, but it's in Portuguese, although I have one episode in English, an interview with a Japanese offline editor. Well, I'm writing to you to say I love the A Star is Born episode. It was the best. I really liked the film, but after the episode, I got a different perspective and I like it even more. I'm a patron and I have some power to ask. I'll ask to you guys to keep this kind of episode because we totally can see the points and the comments. And you both are very smart on comments. So I really appreciate it and learned a lot. More than when you guys just do a little intro about how you feel about the cut. But this episode was amazing. Thanks. Happy edit, Reineken. Well thank you, Reineken. That's really nice of you. Well, yeah, I that's mean very cool. every episode we kind of want to get into the details of a scene. I do feel like that is something that makes us really special. And I do feel like it's like it's it changes my perspective on these films. Like, I I get another mm-hmm. view on it, and I hope it's it's what's happening to you as a listener as well. It's like you have another take on on a film, and you look maybe a little closer when you rewatch them, or when you see a new film the next time, you look at these scenes
1: maybe a little closer. It always gives me a new appreciation for the film, even if it's the one we did that we didn't really like, Yeah, that I'll quit giving attention to, it gives a whole new appreciation. It was Peter Rabbit. Sorry, Sven. <laughs> I know I promised I wouldn't. Yeah, I would What do the that. hell? But we no,
0: that's cool. And go on. I was going to say, we need to have like a little uh, can with money in it. Every time you mention Peter Rabbit, you need to put like a buck in there.
1: <laughs> Is this Patreon money you want from me? No, it's Mine. money
0: so that... Pe- then we raffle that off to people so they can get the
1: corridor music for one buck. How's that? <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, I'll give a subscription every time I mention uh, that movie. Oh, there you go. Also, though, <laughs> I just want to say it's funny because and throughout that whole is born episode you kept saying i know we don't usually do this and i was like what is he talking about we always do this but <laughs> well, i guess I'm, it was a little different and i, I was going to say we
0: were a little tougher on this one than we are with most films right but i feel like it's time to 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 be and if it's <laughs> like if i see you something i'll call it out
1: my whole life is being tough and aggressive About films, so it's funny, I always try to be a little diplomatic on here, but there's a few where I've been a little ruthless towards them. But that said, the interesting thing about the Stars Born one is I felt a little bit maybe like we'd gone overboard. Like, I don't think I'd ever texted you so much, and again, it's the start of summer, people are burned out, but I sent you a few, we interacted a little bit about me feeling like that episode was a train wreck and I was too hard on it. And what I was saying wasn't clear. And I did actually really appreciate that scene and respect it and kind of felt like I was going out. I don't know. I felt uh, I, I had issues with it. So it's, it's great that we got that comment. And then I got a message also from our producer, Sean. Oh, remember him? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> the cool. First few episodes. Yes. He if helped you would set have the ask- podcast up and then just, no. yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: What's that? I was going to say, if you would have asked, cool. oh, what's the name of our producer? I would have said,
1: I don't know. Well, he uh, he's like Bruce Banner in The Incredible Hulk, like going town to town, like setting podcasts up and just vanishing. So he set us up and took off and, yeah, texted me out of nowhere, like, love the Star is Born episode. And I was like, whoa, you surfaced. Cool. And he was like, I know, I've been busy. It, did he just watch that one or he watched a bunch
0: and this is the one that stuck out to him?
1: I don't, that's why I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to get too deep into the compliment. I just, I just decided I wanted to take it the way that I wanted instead nice. of finding out it's the only one he's listened to. Nice. Cool. Did you have a response to my weird rant about uh, Star my reaction to Star is Born or my reaction? To well, R-A-A-A-A-A.
0: I mean, I don't know. Were you apologizing that you were too soft on the movie? Was that what you were saying with your text? Or because you were like, well... I To like, you? To me. I, like you said, well, you know what? Maybe if, you sort of were saying, uh, maybe Sven was right about saying that uh, Bradley Cooper shouldn't be such a nice guy in the film or something like that. And I, I, I was Oh, wondering, that's what?
1: right. Yeah, I felt like I... Yeah, I, I missed your point completely.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you your counter-argument was maybe this is great that he's such a nice guy because usually uh, the predictable way of building a character is that he's first an asshole and then he turns around because he met his true love and that makes him realize, oh, I, sh- I genuinely care for her and so on and so forth, which is kind of like we've seen that in a ton of other movies. So I think you had a valid argument. I mean, I still believe that I think both characters, are; they don't grow a whole lot in the film, and that's a problem.
1: Right. I think that the issue I had with myself was that you, you're, I, my problem with the movie, I don't know, I, I'm worried that my problem with the movie came across as I thought Lady Gaga wasn't good or capable of carrying the movie, okay. and that wasn't the issue at all. The issue, which you helped me realize like a day after with your... <laughs> your insight is that it is her movie by all rights and with him directing it it very much was his movie and a big part of that is for the reason you said him making himself a character i thought was a great incredibly well-performed well-done well-designed character yet historically needs to be more of the antagonist in that story and it was very much his movie in the beginning so it was like a weird switch up at the end to be like by the way it's your movie now gaga (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah no it's not wait i'm still back i'm here
0: and now it's yours again yeah yeah exactly no. um that's wait all. what'd you just say no i was just i was just reenacting the movie like uh, how how he oh. would like grab scenes and then they became his but anyway right doesn't matter yeah
1: but again i mean you don't you don't get to where you are in uh in his in a acting career without knowing how to kind of figure out where <laughs> how to make a scene yours yeah so we made him but anyways, and there is like a lot of a lot of great stuff about that movie. But um, I did see a movie, Sven. We did want to talk about this, and I know this is a bit of a ranging intro, but we're going to break this into two episodes, just for the going out of town. So let's let's look at this as our Fourth of July kind of event, our Fourth of July vent yes. about the year reflections and stuff like that. So I've been going to a lot of movies. I saw, because summer's just started, I saw Dead Don't Die, uh-huh. which I thought was really, really, really great. I mean, way better than I expected. I mean, for what it is, it's really? it's pretty incredible. Um, How could it be uh, even me, better
0: than you expected? Wouldn't you expect like everything? Like to be this... I'm Jim to
1: Jarmusch be, doing a zombie movie? Yes.
0: That's, that's like the most interesting <laughs> thing ever, right?
1: <laughs> well, it turns out it is.
0: That's great. That's awesome.
1: So, it's really cool. Very, very smallly done. Very much like, you know, a mockery of the genre. So, so that was really cool. And, I mean, this is an incendiary comment, but career career best performances from Bill Murray and Adam Driver. Really? Leave, leave me alone. I get my opinions. I get my opinions. Wow. <laughs> so, an absolute <laughs> well, must-see movie. I thought it just, it definitely made them, lot, or I should say the most like natural performances if that makes sense wow that's awesome the most and natural in the sense that they were like really playing characters and really doing it in uh a, a, i don't know a, a very ingrained way with the film that was very interesting yeah now do
0: they play any zombies um, at all i don't know much about the story or they're just people in a field of zombies
1: do they play zombies yeah
0: they don't oh, become zombies, like right? A
1: spoiler request, Sven. Sounds okay. like
0: a spoiler request.
1: The, the log line ish for the film is that Bill Murray, this is not the actual log line you wouldn't name the actors, but Bill Murray and Out of Driver play small time sheriffs uh, encountering a zombie outbreak in a, in a small town. Okay. Tilda Swinton's in it. Is that she one a zombie? Really good actor. The guy that played. Uh, wow, Sven. Sounds like a real. <laughs> is anybody at of the stars. Of the movie, there are no zombie. zombies. Okay. Let me just say this. In the beginning of the movie, there are no zombies. In the trailer for the movie, no no stars are zombies. Okay. It also features Selena Gomez. Any, any questions about her?
0: Is she a zombie?
1: <laughs> no comment. No comment, Sven. No comment. They it's just got the Tom entire extra
0: it. cast of The Walking Dead to be the zombies.
1: Well, you know, I will say that there are two guys that have very small parts, but I swear to God they cast the stand-ins for Vin Diesel and the rock there's no way that that they aren't uh-huh like it's just this r- random thing these two orderlies oh that's awesome <laughs> and then tom waste is in it mm-hmm. any any questions is he a zombie no but he uh, maybe i don't no comment but he plays hermit bob hermit bob oh wow. steve buscemi danny glover wow well, come on steve buscemi has to be a zombie <laughs> i don't know not in the trailer <laughs> okay so But also, I heard that the movie has a fierce political commentary to it. I I didn't notice it. Okay. There's a little bit of politics. Much more of a social commentary, I I would say. But that's not what we wanted to talk about. And sorry, the listeners are like, wait, this isn't about too old to die young. But I also saw Rocketman, which I think is important to our podcast. Oh, yes. What did you think? Because... The big one of our one of our most popular episodes was, of course, the Bohemian Rhapsody episode. Not yeah. because of us, but because all the controversy surrounding the editing of that scene. And I stood behind that scene as the most well-edited scene ever done, just for the problems that it got around. Which is kind of maybe the tract I took on Star Is Born. And <laughs> like every issue you had, I was like, "Yeah, but they had to." So, and it made it better. So. Turned out that John Ottman, the editor, revealed that he wanted to put a bag over his head when watching that scene when reviewing it, and also that Brian Singer did not direct it, but Dexter Fletcher did in the reshoots. Yeah, and after seeing Rocket Man, which is directed by Dexter, it is it is a uh, a step down from Bohemian Rhapsody. It just was almost like a, a by the numbers like biopic. Cliche. I don't. I don't want to trash it too hard, but there is a flashback scene during the characters bottoming out to reinforce why they're why they're bottoming out, and a character who he says we never had an argument our whole life, who is the character who argues with him for the whole rest of the movie. It's a it's a little weird, Sven, and a little gimmicky, a little gimmicky. But I didn't want to go on a, on a rant on it. My point was that that movie and the actors are all great, but that movie. Made me think, okay, well, then that scene is trash in <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. But then it made me realize, well, geez, John Ottman just didn't want that hokey Rocket Man style in his movie. So he just had to cut it really fast to get around it. And that's what we got. So if you see Rocket Man, rewatch the scene from Bohemian Rhapsody, and Rocket Man is what is being avoided in the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. Was that negative enough for you? The budget uh, was forty
0: million of Rocket Man, and it made seventy-eight million in the last four weeks.
1: And Bohemian made like four hundred million or eight hundred million, something like that. Yeah, it made a ton of money. I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, is what I realized. You do like it. Well, after watching Rocket Man, I was like, "Oh wow, that was much harder than it seemed." <laughs> yeah.
0: Worldwide gross of Bohemian Rhapsody is nine hundred million. Most of it is foreign. Okay, so Rocketman's a dud. Got 687 it. 687 is the foreign component. Well, let's see what Rocketman is international. I don't know why we're looking at numbers. It doesn't really matter. We're storytellers, right?
1: Well, I will fill in that it's also a good lesson in, in why it's tough to do biopics produced by living people. Yeah. As compared to Bohemian Rhapsody where Freddie was being dead people. You think that makes a difference? And okay. Bohemian Rhapsody had living people that cared about the subject, but it's just a different vibe when it's the actual person. Like slow mo, like music cues when the first song is being handed off. Yeah, uh, from the writer to the to Elton John. It's like, uh, wait, what's happening? It made 156 worldwide. Um, okay,
0: when are we going to see the Michael Jackson
1: movie? Well, Netflix paid 15 million dollars for a script called. Bubbles, told through the perspective of his chimpanzee Bumbles, that was going to be directed by Tiki Waititi, Okay, who directed, of course, What We Do in Shadows, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. and Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, who quit the project, obvious, was going to do it stop motion, and recently quit after the release of the HBO documentary. So oh, I don't okay. know why you'd want to see that, Sven.
0: Well, I don't know. It's going to happen, right? Eventually. Probably not in the next
1: five years, but maybe then. Uh I it's Well, I think the thing with these biopics is they're very fun, and you get the music, which Michael Jackson could have, but then also you have to balance the devious allegations of child molestation. Right, for sure. So take a little bit of the piss out of the uh, concert scene at the end. <laughs> or just ignore it. <laughs> It's hard to make a billion-dollar movie about a musician that is eventually going to die on stage, more or less, and also committed the most treasonous sex crime possible. I think. Yeah. Yet the estate know. is
0: still making a billion dollars or something. He still is the highest-earning musician every year.
1: Anyhow, let's look at uh, too old to die young. Well, hold on. So that was yeah. our that was our warm up. All right, for the 4th of July, just a little, a little shop cleaning, and we're going to dive into Too Old to Die Young. We'll get straight into the analysis next week. Is there any other shop cleaning you want to do about this year, reflections on the podcast so far, Sven? Well, we're almost at 50.
0: I didn't think we were going to get this far, so that feels great. I hope we're still as enthusiastic as at the beginning. I feel like I'm really into it. I think we're getting more refined, that's a good thing, but I'd be curious to see if we need to evolve even further, um, if this is really working as a format, but um, I'm feeling pretty good about it.
1: How about you? Well, I feel like I'm doing A Star is Born now, and you know, you're just tearing us apart bit by bit. But I'm just kidding. Um, No, I feel like my take on it is I feel like the enthusiasm from both of us has grown. At first, it seemed like kind of an excuse for us to talk once a week because we were so busy, (laughs) which is great. And then it became... To me, it's all about the... Community, honestly. And that's the coolest part. And that's the thing that grows. And that's the thing that keeps us excited. Like, it's fun to do. We're doing it. We're recording twice in one week. And I was thinking last night, oh, I I get it. Like, I could totally do that. It ain't going to happen anytime soon, (laughs) maybe ever. But it's just. It's fun to do. And more importantly, it's, like I was saying, the community. So there's all these little things that have happened that have kind of spurred it on and kept it going. Yeah. One, Kurt are providing music. I'm just kidding. Um, two, I feel like the first thing was Dennis getting involved and just kind of being an editor and saying like, hey, I, I like what I'm hearing. Would that be, oh, taking the initiative and can I cut the footage from the movies you guys are talking about to them and we were like we don't have anything to lose we'll put it on patreon and then it was it worked out so well that you started putting on the youtube channel and it actually helped grow the podcast a lot just him taking that effort and doing those those videos and it was good for him and he's doing cool stuff with you now yep. so that was really cool and then we should also
0: point out at this point that he did a video on revenge that movie he suggested the topic mm. for the podcast. He did the video on it, right. and that video has uh, over a hundred thousand views on YouTube. So it's great. He completely like made one of the top top episodes happen for us.
1: Yeah, it's a great suggestion, and I love that movie and that kind of and also honestly, like studying that movie because I'd seen it and kind of enjoyed it in the theater, but really studying it gave me a whole new appreciation. And I think that movie fits into this whole sort of style of filmmaking we're seeing that we can even see reflected in too old to die young which we'll be talking about next week yeah but also so there was there was that so that was great and honestly any community involvement's always great it helps things you know the suggestions of what you want to hear help us you know because we'll talk about anything that's that's what's fun
0: yeah you you write a comment, chances are you're going to be featured here because we're still so small that uh, we we do anything. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's we good. we
1: get a lot of listening, but the yeah the commenting uh, we could use. I mean, a little more would be great, and also we need to kind of centralize it and figure out where to look for it. Yeah, all likewise. So there was that. And then stumbling across things like the Mindhunter episode was really great. So there was that. So that was great. Game of Thrones, Mindhunter really blew things up. And then the Bohemian Rhapsody one was like huge. And then the Veep thing. And we're just kind of doing these things shooting from the hip. And it's so weird because we, we never spent more time on an episode finding a clip than we did for Veep. That was really hard to do Yeah. for some reason. And then... Then from that episode, Roger Nygaard happened to have edited the scene that we chose. It is a scene that he actually shows in editing classes that he does. So it's cool. So the thing's been growing very naturally and we haven't made a lot of effort to overly promote it. And we have a lot, obviously a lot of people we could reach out to, to be on the show and stuff like that. But we've just been keeping it much more kind of community focused, connecting with, you know, people that are commenting, everyone on Patreon, everyone who's just been listening and giving us feedback throughout which is very valuable feedback and doing it for you so we're really just doing it for the joy of it and it's kind of cool how it's been growing naturally instead of like you know something where we're coming in trying to make a you know what i think is the best part for me about the podcast Hmm. zombies the best part for me is
0: that it makes me re-watch old movies It makes me watch new movies that I always wanted to see and never got around to seeing it because there's so much shit out there that's distracting me from watching good films. Like, I'd rather watch Big Brother than watch (laughs) (laughs) any movie that we've watched if you put me on the spot. But this podcast gives me the motivation to seek that out and then have another angle on things. And I'm hoping that there's a couple of listeners that also see this as an incentive to, you know what? I haven't seen Gone with the Wind in the last 10 years. Let's look at it again. And let's look at that one scene that we're going to be talking about and see if it's, uh, if I notice something. And just by doing that, you're like, you're like cleaning your palate again. And if you are in the business or if you're a filmmaker or film appreciating person, I think that's a, that's a great little side benefit of this podcast yes my
1: yeah and a couple things to point out one i thought that was you know roger made that point that big brother that's a totally valid form of television and a very sophisticated form of editing and we should probably do a scene from that (laughs) any day man i'm so up (laughs) to what's going on there anyway sorry. but two let's do it so so we're by the way so we're going to be doing gone with the wind soon so try to watch it in the next couple weeks if you can we're going to make an i don't know if it's going to happen for spend in hawaii Maybe that's where it was meant to be seen. But in the next in the next month, we're doing Gone with the Wind. So so be, be motivated to check it out. Also, that type of TV is like a different kind. It's like a background type watching, which I think is cool. And we'll actually tie into our Too Old to Die Young. And the last thing I wanted to say was we don't do... A, we're kind of developing our style as we go with this podcast. So we're kind of knowing the things that, that hitch in us, that we feel something about. And I kind of know when Sven's like no, no, I saw something here, even if I'm like, what the fuck? Why would we do that? It's probably going to be worthwhile <laughs> to do that scene. And and I think vice versa. So I think that's kind of cool. But we don't do a ton of prep in terms of what we're going to talk about. And it's my favorite part of this show is discovering something really valid in it by kind of bouncing things off your experience and brilliance, you know, and kind of arriving at something like, oh, you know what? That was the issue with, with A Star is Born, even though it took two episodes to get to that's that's my favorite part is when we kind of discover it live on the show yeah
0: that is that is fun i'm excited about this episode even though in terms of editing i don't know if there's a whole lot to say other than this is going to be an example of when not to cut but there is something going (laughs) on here that's really really interesting in terms of storytelling and i'm for too old to
1: die young so that's a teaser for next week yeah yeah for sure uh, okay. Well, let's sign off. And Sven, so keep in mind, we're doing this a little early. Sven's in Hawaii. We want to try to get you two and a little extra content, some catch up on the show, what we've been doing, how much we appreciate everyone who contributes, gives us feedback, listens. I mean, it, it's... it's- that's what it's all about is this kind of outcast community of the underappreciated art form of editors really looking at this stuff and appreciating it and celebrating it on the few occasions where we remember to name the editor of of what we're talking about. So that said, thank you as always to Critter for the music. He has a new album out. I'll quit saying it soon, but he's getting a lot of positive responses for it. It's really kind of like above and beyond from the stuff he'd been doing up to this point. And we're gonna play a song at the end here for you, one of the new tracks. Yeah. And yeah. subscribe to the podcast. Where do they go to make comments nowadays, Sven? Uh, it's gonna be on Twitter and you gotta follow me at this guy edits. There you go. I said it. Oh, that was much simpler. That was like <laughs> taking a drink of coffee, like here he goes. <laughs> Sorry. Cool, as as Sven always says. Happy editing. cool, some fresh fourth of July Curta for you.
2: in a snow globe wrapping through your smartphone how heavy blood tied up letting back the water runs through our homes i'm fi and indiscreet believe in the industry He still no one wants to hack my pinhole camera watch me diddle me the things you engage with Show you care 10,000 miles stare Adjust brightness to avoid daylight glare We have to adapt to avoid the goose crap How I have to rap just to keep them flow intact I fear cracks in my terraform glass I fear posting greenhouse gas Internet dudes, they prep just a bunch of cracks No electricity, the database falls black. Can't find earth seed in these old library book stacks Food garlic, photos on your cattle milk and mayonnaise Post-war pesticide, fresh pack the entire consumer class Silicon Valley can't save Tax slave jobs for college kids Just let this soul deprave It's a new, no, love wave Still bomb no, love days i a new, no, love wave Still a no, love wave It's a new, no, love wave still a no, love wave no, love raisers no, I will breathe through nose filters how you hear through earplugs I will eat burgers made from ground up maggot slugs pallet cricket foam plans are all drawn up remediate and sip my own piss from biofilter cup so much transparency like everyone is hearing me so much transparency no more parents apparently just buy me shit but buy me Buy me, shit. Buy, me shit. Buy 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 me shit. Yeah. Your friend's mother put her breasts on the internet. You know too much. You know too much. Your favorite porn star killed himself. You know too much. Know too much. Your post-work malaise, comic relief, calm, safe space, became a zoo. we give you the rapist space. You know too much, you know too much. Uh. Your candidate is an android. My candidate has octopus fingers. Like the grease from fast food rappers, your smell lingers. Ew, the toll of deaths and deaths is on the internet. The first lady's clint is on the internet but you can't see through the static Stop on a monetary habit i see my future in the nerd ship i want to grab it nab it put cabbage and kale in my casket your culture's in a giveaway demo table usb basket souvenir for the pseudo witch Tension span of an eyelid twitch little ones forgot how to have fun saber rattling hate speech bloggers at the volume of a gatling gun The where will you run when the wire has come to be underneath your skin like mustard on a gun egomaniacs put shadows on the sun i and dig until dig my bunker is done and my whole life is taught me not to share with anyone. When my work is done, don't share with anyone. I'm sorry. Click, click. bits of new <laughs> love, love, wave. Snoop, I'm out of love, blazer. Snoop, I'm of love, blazer. love, blazer. New, no, love, blazer. Snoop, i of love, blazer. New, no, love, blazer. <laughs> no. No love way no love ways, no love way the no no love ways, above, no no love no love
1: um okay that was reasonable right yeah
0: i mean obviously it's we didn't do anything other than just talk